Welcome to Grease Chats, everyone. Today, I am joined by Lefteri Laliotis and Alex Aramakis, the co-founders of Swallet. Swallet is the world's first learn-to-earn investing platform in the metaverse. Join me as we discuss all things crypto, metaverse, NFTs, DAOs, Web3, what is Swallet, and how learn-to-earn will shape our future. Let's jump right into this conversation. Hey guys, before we jump into this episode, a quick note about our sponsor, Prosperity. Prosperity is quickly becoming the best way to buy and sell a property in Greece. I've met the team behind the project and let me tell you, they have built quite the experience. Search for your dream home in Greece, but do it all digitally. Find the home, tour it virtually, submit an offer, prepare the legal documents, and even apply for a mortgage. All on the prosperity.com. I myself am in the market for a home in Greece, and I will be using Prosperity all summer to make my decision by this fall as to where I will be moving to in Greece. All right, let's get back to Greece chats. What's up, guys? How are we doing? Hey, Tony. How are you? I'm Hi, right. Tony. Good Alex, to see you. you Good to see you too. It's been a while. How's, how's that? Where you guys at right now? So I'm uh, in, in Greece right now. I'm in Athens, uh, working remotely. And I'm currently in Boston. I'm also working remotely for a U.S. company based in Dublin, but, you know, I'm all over the place. Nice. Alex, uh, spring is here today, right? You feel it in yes. the air? Uh, yeah, it, you know, a wonderful day, finally. It's but the, the past time. few days have been uh, difficult, so, you know. Yeah, it's about time. Anyways, right. let's jump right into it. Um, obviously, this is something we've been planning for a while, so we finally got around to doing it. You guys have been working endlessly on projects, and you guys have been in the, uh, I guess you call it the, do you call it the crypto world or Web3 world? What's what's a better term for it? I think, uh, web, I mean, Web3 and crypto maybe it's, uh, are, are being used interchangeably. So I guess whatever you say, it's the same thing. Anyways, we hear we hear these words a lot lately. Crypto, Web three. Talk to me about what you guys have been working on. Absolutely. Uh, Left, do you want to go ahead? Yeah, yeah, uh, perfect. So um, I am Left, obviously, uh, one of the co-founders, along with my business partner and best friend Alex. Uh, we are working on a product uh, called Swallet. So Swallet is uh, a learn-to-earn platform, uh, which we are going to analyze. Um, later on um so we are going to engage the user and try to educate the user around investing in the stock market and the crypto market um, and in return they will be receiving a cryptocurrency token and they will be able to redeem it for in real life value uh, also the platform will have a, we call it a fantasy stock trading so essentially this is a paper trading virtual money trading so whatever you learn on the platform, you can apply it. You, you can apply the skills that you learn um, in a real uh, life example. Every time you complete some of the tasks, you get compensated with uh, the Swallet tokens. And other than that, you also will be receiving, once you reach uh, certain levels within the, the platform, you will be receiving uh, special, you know, personalized uh, NFTs from uh, Swallet. Awesome. So how did Swallet start? How long has it been working on it? Swallet was born in, 
so we are working actually on Swallet uh, since 2020. Uh, we have since then uh, changed a bit the business model. Um, it started actually um, way before in, than, uh, than yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, while we were in in Boston, actually, it's it's funny uh, how we met with Alex actually in Boston. So I was in Boston there studying and working afterwards, and I was going to uh, the Greek uh, supermarket, and Alex was working there. Um, so I was buying you know Greek products from the Greek market, and I met yeah. him there. And uh, since then, we've been like, uh, you know, best friends, brothers. Uh, we work on um, many things uh, together, uh, some side projects, but this one, I think it's the biggest one. So yeah, the, the history is uh, coming from Boston, then to Dublin. Um, yeah, and we are still working on this and we hope to have something um, in, in the summer coming this year. That's awesome. So basically, this is going to be an educational platform that you can actually earn by learning is what you're saying. So, correct. So um, sorry to interrupt you, Tony. Yeah. We're going to be part of uh, the industry, um, a newer industry, you know, it's becoming a trend as well. The um, uh, play to earn. It's mostly for platforms where, you know, you again, complete tasks, maybe more uh, of a game where you complete tasks and you get compensated again um, in the form of, you know, tokens developed by that uh, certain company but we want to focus mostly on uh, the educational part we want to teach you uh, you know the things that uh, we learn around web3 um, blockchain and uh, cryptos that's exciting because i've been getting my information from the wrong people lately like guys like dr parik patel you hear this guy you oh yeah, him? yeah oh my i gotta stop we love that guy. My, my bag is burning right now it's it's a mess so I need this. Maybe I ran into the right guys this time. Um, so basically, I want to talk a little bit about the tech. I see everywhere I look, all you hear is Web three, Web three, Web three, Web three. And if you don't, if you're not on board for Web three, it seems like everyone on Twitter just bashes you. And there's other acronyms such as NFT, DAO, BDC, WAGME, NGMI. What is Web three compared to Web two in like the simplest forms for our listeners? Um, so, okay, official, let's say, uh, Web3 is an idea for a new iteration of the World Wide Web based on blockchain technology, which incorporates concepts such as decentralization and uh, token-based economies. That's the, the, let's say, official term, right? But when we refer to Web3, we refer to everything that has to do with blockchain technology and cryptocurrency tokens. Uh, also, crypto... DAOs, um, NFTs, uh, DeFi, which is decentralized decentralized finance, GameFi is game finance. All these are falling under the umbrella of Web3, let's say. And everything is, you know, has to do with uh, blockchain. Got it. So I see a lot of sites that have, that are built off Web3 instead of someone, for instance, typing a name and password, they basically flash their wallet. Is that how, it, is that common? Or is that not how it's going to be and it's going to turn into something else? Or is that is that what the Web3 logins are going to look like? Yeah, the, the whole idea is that uh, with one uh, crypto wallet, uh, you can log in to any uh, Web3 related project, right? So mm -hmm. essentially your wallet address 
which is, you know, have you seen it's a long uh, unlimited digits or something. Yeah. This is essentially your unique username. Uh, nobody can use this username um, unless, you know, they do have the private keys on your wallet. But since sure. you you are the only one who has a private key on your crypto wallet, you are the, own, the owner. And of course, yeah, you can have access to anything that has to do with uh, Web3. So one one thing that I've been a little confused on when it comes to wallets and logins, it seems like the average crypto user's got multiple wallets. How how does one, is there a way to have one wallet that sort of like umbrellas the rest or no? Um, So each wallet is... uh, totally independent to each other. Uh, so yeah, you can have multiple wallets uh, and each wallet will have a different uh, private key. And when I say private key, I mean, um, have you seen when you create a, a crypto wallet, they give you like uh, maybe like 20 12, words, yeah, 20 words, whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but every wallet is uh, totally independent to each other. So it's not that you can have one wallet and then embed, um, multiple wallets maybe you can have um, so for example metamask which is the most common uh, crypto wallet you can have the extensions the extension for example the chrome extension right and uh, you might see that you can add uh, accounts as many as you want but essentially you are creating crypto wallets it's not one crypto wallet with multiple accounts it's uh, multiple wallets so this has mainly to do, this has to do with uh, the user. And, you know, it's your option basically to use one wallet or uh, multiple, a multiple wallets. So, you know, you have to decide if you want to use for some reason, you know, Trust Wallet or MetaMask or um, both wallets uh, at the same time. But this will not only be under uh, Tony Cariotis, you know, it might be a different user, let's say, or you can create a different user with uh, one of the wallets. Interesting. Um, all right. So I just want to run off like a few of those things I kind of threw at you guys and just ask you guys questions. So staking is another thing that's popular and tell me how staking benefits the user and how it benefits the, I guess, centralized exchange, right? Yeah. So staking in, in simple words, uh, you can think of it that it's something like a savings account giving you an interest. Okay. Correct. So you, you lock up your funds, your crypto funds. And uh, because you are locking your funds, uh, you are getting a compensation, which is the uh, APY. They call it APY. Um, yeah. So here I would like to add that, you know, we, me and Leferis, we are not fans of uh, trading. Uh, we mostly try to invest wherever we see value. So staking is an important part to, you know, basically grow your assets without, doing much if you believe in the company if you believe in the technology you basically lock you know your funds uh your portion of bitcoin or uh ethereum uh into the platform and then you as left said uh, you are getting uh interest on that hmm. now the big one everyone's been talking about 2021 it seems like it was you couldn't get away from these three letters and they were nft and i don't i guess the the craze is still going it may have cooled off, I don't know, a little bit lately, but I, th- I don't think it's the end by any means. But uh, talk to me about the non-fungible tokens and are NFTs part of the project you guys are going to be working on? I don't know who, who wants to take this one. 
So, uh, Lef, I can go ahead. Uh, so, uh, to answer your second question, yes, NFTs will be part of our uh, project. As I said earlier, we're going to have different levels, layers, let's say, within the platform that uh, each user will be achieving. Uh, one of them will be with the time, you know, as you remain uh, active within the platform and you'll be getting uh, points, experience points, more tokens. You will be getting uh, different NFTs because you will be reaching different levels. So NFTs, of course, is a crucial and a trending part of um, our uh, business, Swallet. But in, the, in general, uh, my opinion around NFTs is, you know, it's a great technology, uh, mostly because of the, um, you know, the smart contracts, what it is basically behind the, um, the, the NFT, what you are getting is uh, unique. But as a lot of people in the field said, and one of them is Gary V. Uh, I think we all know uh, who Gary V is. Uh, he said 99% of uh, these projects, you know, uh, will not be a good long-term investment. So watch out where you put your money, in, you know, because there is uh, a lot of scammers uh, out there sure. trying to, to get your money. No, for sure. And that's the one thing I always notice when I just browse the market is like, you don't know who you're getting these from. Like, and that's what's a bit scary. Um, I don't know if left, did you have anything you want to add to the NFTs? Yeah, so... I mean, this is totally uh, my my humble opinion on NFT. So usually, uh, you know, there are so many NFT projects, uh, NFT drops, uh, all that stuff. But what I would like to see in an NFT project, for example, would be to see the real identities behind the creator, behind the founder of the project. So mm -hmm. I, at least I can know their background, their track history. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to put, you know, my money on uh, someone on Twitter or a website that they have the founding founding team as uh, an ape or as you know a cartoon, you know, right. claiming to be the the CEO or the founder. But if I, if I could see, for example, Tony Cariotis behind the project, okay, I, I would say, okay, I know Tony. You know, I can put my money, I can bet sure. on this. And also, one more thing I would like to add on this is that uh, NFTs are not like the JPEGs or the PNGs that we see online, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's something more. So for example, there are NFTs that they provide some utility, right? So for example, let's say that you launch an NFT and this NFT uh, can be used uh, as a ticket to a private event. Okay. So mm -hmm. this is a real utility. So this is, it has in real life value. Um, also, uh, you know, NFT could be, could be, of course, artwork from verified artists, but, you know, I'm just uh, mentioning that it could be something of in real life uh, utility and value. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And a few of the things you touched on, I kind of, I completely believe in, whereas I wanted to get an NFT and I just, I'm like, who are these people? Like, I, I see there's apps that have NFTs from major companies like Vivi is what Vivi is doing, but I wanted to see who in the like the open sea world I wanted to, I want to just get one just to feel see what it's like to have one so uh actually a friend of mine reached out one morning and said hey go check out this nft and I'm like this I'll actually consider buying because the creator is one of the most famous people in the world and so I ended up doing it and because uh I mean it's a playable character in the sandbox with Snoop Dogg Have you guys seen the doggies yeah 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 yes yeah. so so that I'm like okay this I know every time Snoop tweets about it people are going to want to go buy it. 
And when season two comes out, people are going to need characters, right? And there's a limited supply. So that touches on the utility. People are going to want to feel part of pop culture when Snoop Dogg is on TV saying, I got a concert coming. Do you have one of my avatars come by? So having one of 10,000, you divide 10,000 by 8 billion, it's, it's got some scarcity to it. So I, I agree on that. But just browsing some of these sites, it's like you're just... You have no idea what the heck's going on. Correct. And, and even you know, the day that, that ever... Snoop Dogg launched, there was another page that had the exact same logo, the exact same listings, the exact same, but they had a, a slight misspelling in the name and OpenSea didn't verify Snoop Dogg yet. Because And then about an hour later, they gave him the blue check mark. So any people could have been buying off of that page at Ethereum apiece and got screwed now. It's the Wild Correct. West. And here, uh, that's why I just wanted to touch you know, uh, I wanted to touch here and just say that you always, whenever you want to buy an NFT, you only want to buy from, uh, you know, a verified account. Um, right. You need to be very careful. You know, you don't want to lose your money. You don't want to waste uh, an Ethereum on uh, an NFT that is not going to be worth anything um, after like an hour, as you said, yeah. when uh, Snoop Dogg got verified. That's crazy. Um, what else do we got? We got, can you briefly explain to me what the heck a DAO is because i got a great idea for a DAO because i did some short research on it but tell me what a DAO is we are part of uh DAOs you know um we love the idea behind it but i think Lef is an expert here and uh i think he he should be the one talking okay yeah so okay DAO first of all stands for decentralized autonomous organization Essentially, it's um, an organization built on the blockchain. Um, and the difference actually between to a centralized organization, let's say, is that the members, the community, uh, they all have the same voting rights. Okay. Usually, DAOs work uh, as follows. If they issue NFTs, right? Um, and this NFT essentially is your ticket and your voting right for the DAO. So whenever the DAO wants to ma make a decision or wants to change something, start something, uh, delete something, whatever, everything has to follow the voting process, right? So for example, if I am in a DAO and I'm going to say, guys, who wants to do this? Uh, everybody will vote on this. And uh, if that's in favor, the decision will go through. If not, it cannot go through. So in, within a DAO, everybody has equal rights, everything. They can submit proposals, they can vote on proposals, they can do, you know, everything is equal. And uh, essentially how I like to think of it is that a DAO is a, a great way to enforce uh, democracy. Hmm. Interesting. Now, one question I have is there, when you say everyone has equal rights, is it the same? Does it cost the same for everyone to get in, or can someone invest more or less? So that's that's actually something that DAOs need to figure out. They need to figure out how to avoid being taken over. For example, someone comes in and buys fifty-one percent of the NFTs, right? So essentially, they have the majority power. There are some mechanisms to you know to deal with this and uh, avoid that. Uh, but again, if you think about it, for example, let's say that someone comes in and buys 51% of the NFTs, right? 
And of course, they will do whatever they want. Um, th there is no, they do not have any reason to do something that the community will not approve or will not like it because the NFT value of the rest of the community will drop dramatically in value, right? right? Because there won't be anyone interested in anymore. So it's one thing to, you know, to, to, to think about that even if someone comes in and buys the majority of the NFTs, um, there's no point in, you know, destroying the DAO because essentially they're burning their own money. But let's say I join a DAO and you have a five, you have a 5% vote uh, and you've invested 5%. I've invested 1%. We still have equal rights on the vote or no? No. Of so course, of, of course not. Yeah. Yeah. It okay. depends on the number of uh, NFTs that you're holding. But again, every time that you're trying to get uh, within a DAO, um, you know, there is a limitation in the number of NFTs that you can purchase. So if I own five times the if I own five times the tokens than you do in a, in a DAO, I have five times the voting power. Is that how it works? Correct. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. Yes. That makes sense. Yes, of course. But that, that's what I was saying earlier that... Um, DAOs usually do not allow this or they have different mechanisms to not give, you know, um, power to certain people or certain, you know, teams of people or groups of people. Got so it. they usually set the limitation from the beginning. So once you decide to join, there is a maximum, let's say, of three NFTs that um, each new member can uh, purchase. Okay. All right. So there is limits to how much power in the, in the group you can buy got it all right that makes some sense um what else do we got we covered nfts we covered the dow um explain to me why everyone in their mother on crypto twitter runs around saying wag me or ngmi do we have an answer for this uh yeah so okay Wagme Just so people is, know uh, the acronyms, tell me what, what these yeah, yeah. mean. Um, so uh, WAGMI uh, means, stands for, uh, we are, we all, all going to make it. it. Yeah, we're all going to make it. So it's something, yeah, that the usually crypto holders um, post on Twitter because I think that uh, everybody's buying like altcoins or shitcoins as they call them. Um, and, they, and they hope to become rich overnight um maybe also so, lambo so they're all professional lambo. bag holders trying to like pump pump it up basically yeah yeah and yeah. trying to get everyone excited to to buy in so that the value goes up yeah hmm. and then the is, of, uh, is the complete opposite difficult to get there say that again uh, without the support of uh, Elon Musk uh, it's difficult to get there you know yeah, you're going to remain a bag holder yeah i know i think we're, we're in this bear market we're all bag holders right now uh, and then NGMI, I'm, I'm aware, is basically the opposite. We're not going to make it, or you're not yeah, going to yeah. make it. Yeah, they say that. Not, not going to make it. Yeah, not going to yeah. make it. Got it. I think that covers most of the acronyms I had questions on for our, for our listeners. And then there's the the one everyone knows, BTC, which is sort of what started this all, correct? And correct. can you just yep. for those that I mean, we obviously know about crypto. You guys know a ton more than I do, but the average person is still foreign to this. Really quickly, how do you explain Bitcoin to someone in, in elevator pitch? So 
Bitcoin or BTC essentially is a, a currency um, based on blockchain technology, obviously, uh, and allows the users to send and receive money in a secure, transparent way, um, peer-to-peer uh, without any uh, middleman. So in the traditional world that uh, we live in, uh, if I want to send money to you, essentially there are three parties involved, right? I send money to the bank and the bank sends money to you. That's like the high level uh, conception. But in the Bitcoin case and some other uh, cryptocurrencies as well, from my wallet, the funds will receive, will uh, reach your wallet without any middleman. And everything, everything is uh, recorded um, on the blockchain, which means that the whole network has access to the database, so they can, you know, monitor and see all the transactions. So it's it's almost impossible. It's not impossible, but it's almost impossible to to be hacked, um, to cheat the network. But of course, there are cases that uh, hacks have been have have happened, and uh, you know, a lot of money are being lost. But uh, I think that the majority of the hacks uh, happen because of, uh, because, you know, usually users uh, trade the cryptos on uh, exchanges, Coinbase, Crypto.com, and uh, they are not completely decentralized because essentially there is a central, you know, authority that um, uh, controls everything. Yeah. So if you have your coins, let's say on a cold drive, are you pretty secure? Yes, because, uh, you know, if if someone had only physical access, uh, would be able to, uh, you know, steal your keys, maybe. Yeah. And also, um, you know, there, uh, I mean, I don't know if we need to go into more detail about security. Maybe it's another time. I don't know. Yeah, no, we can say that for another time, but just more in a yeah, general yeah. sense. Like there's different ways you can store it. Some people leave it on exchanges. Some people put it on cold, cold storage, correct? Those are the two ways, basically, or to a private, yeah. or to a wallet that's not on the exchange. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that it will depend on the purpose and the, the goal of each individual. Because if yeah. if you if, if you you're a trader, then it makes no sense to because yeah. then you're paying all the fees to move it around. Exactly. Exactly. Got exactly. It. Okay. All right. I think that covers most of my crypto stuff. Um, if there's anything else you want to talk about, I can go on to the next uh, subject and. Did I miss anything on crypto? I think uh, we covered pretty much everything. And uh, yeah, we can All move right. on to the so, next. So section. since yeah. this podcast is called Greece Chats, I want to talk a little bit about Greece. Uh, I know you guys are both Greek, uh, but I guess I'll start with Lefteri, then I'll go to Alex. Lefteri, where, where do you call home in Greece? Where do I call home? Uh, Athens. Athens, Greece. That's where um, you're from? I- Actually, I was uh, born and raised in Athens, but uh, I, I have some roots from uh, Mani. Mani is like a southern Peloponnese. Um, that's my dad's uh, origins and my mom's origins are again from Peloponnese. It's a, a small village near uh, Pyrgos. Pyrgos. Yep. It's like a, a west Peloponnese. How much time do you spend in Greece? I know you're there right now, but are you usually there all the time if there's no pandemic? Um, so if there's no pandemic, 
Uh, when I was in Boston, actually, I was coming back and forth maybe twice twice a year. But since I moved to to Ireland, it's it's much easier. So sometimes I might I might come to Greece like five or six times a year. Mm. Alex, what about you? Where's home in Greece? Uh, home in Greece is uh, Athens. Uh, I'm originally from Crete, so you know every time I I visit Greece, I'm trying to go and spend some time with uh, my grandmother in Crete. Also, what part of what part of Crete? Iraklio. Uh, okay. Um, and how often do you get to go back? I'm actually currently working, as I said, for a U.S. company, uh, and I'm based in Dublin. So because I'm covering Greece, Malta. And uh, Cyprus, I get to travel uh, often uh, back home. So I'm kind of lucky, let's say, with uh, the opportunity that I have right now. So I get to go, um, let's say, every two months. Even though with the pandemic, I have spent a lot of time there. And aside from home places in Greece, where do you guys like uh, visiting the most? Whoever wants to take this one first. Anywhere in Greece that you guys absolutely love, aside from Athens and the home villages? Yeah, yeah, of course. So Athens, I would say, uh, especially, you know, summer nightlife is amazing. Uh, of course, I'm going to promote uh, money, which has like amazing uh, beaches, like amazing waters, cr- crystal clear waters. Um, and uh, one of my favorite islands actually is uh, Crete. Uh, I've been to Rethymno. I've been to Hanya. But I think, yeah, Crete is like uh, the most amazing island, maybe. It, re- it really is. To me. What about you, yeah. Alex? Um, I would say, you know, like I think everyone else, uh, Santorini and Mykonos are beautiful. Uh, it's island for different reasons. Um, Athens is great as well. Uh, you definitely need to visit Athens if uh, you decide to, to come to Greece. But uh, Crete is also one of my uh, favorite places uh, in Greece. Um, what about a place you haven't been to yet that is on the top of your list? Um, it might sound weird, but I haven't been to Mykonos ever mm-hmm. in my life. I'm almost 30 years old. Uh, maybe I would like to visit Mykonos. Uh, maybe next summer I will make it. What about you, Alex? I would say Milos. Uh, mm-hmm. It's definitely on top of my list. And uh, maybe this summer. I'll make it there. Very nice. Okay, what are your... I want three Greek meals from each of you that top three Greek... It, could, it doesn't have to be a meal. It could be a, a meze, anything. Greek food. Three favorite Greek foods. Souvlaki or gyros. Mm-hmm. I can have this everyday breakfast. I don't know, <laughs> lunch, dinner. Yeah. Uh, sec- second one, because I'm a salad lover, I'm going to say horiatiki. Yeah. And third one, uh, maybe, what is my third one? Okay, spaghetti bolognese, it's like macaroni me kima. Yeah. Macaroni me kima, yeah. We have similar tastes. I think those three would have been on my list too. <laughs> Go ahead, Alex. I would say the real for Yadiki as well. Uh, Domato salata, gyros, of course, who doesn't love gyros? And um, maybe grilled octopus, moussaka. You know, we all love this. Uh, so, this Alex, thing, so. since you're from Crete, do you like your, your pita with yogurt? Uh, when I, you know, don't want to eat tzatziki, I usually do that. You know, okay. Depending if I want to go after. 
I remember the first time oh, I was no. I had it in Crete without asking. I didn't I didn't know if that was the way there. I was like, what the heck is in my pizza right now? I had no idea if that was the standard way. Uh, but it was good. It was definitely good. Um, what else do I got for you guys? All right, how about uh, sweets? Desserts. Sweet, give me yeah. give me two or three. Yeah, no, I don't know if they are Greek. I mean, I love chocolate, of course. Uh, I love halva. Halva is uh, also amazing. And uh, what are the other Greek desserts? I can add one. Lukuma okay. with honey. Lukuma memeli. All right. Alex, give me, give me a couple. Uh, Lukumades, Galactoburreco, Kataifi. You know, especially when it's from my grandmother or mother. Love these. Amazing. All right. I just have a, one or two questions left and we're, we can wrap this up. Um, this is a question I ask everyone before I let them go is, and each of you are going to answer it. What does being Greek mean to you? What does being Greek? Yes. Um, we love food. We love sea. We are very warm people. Uh, we have maybe the most beautiful women. Um, what else? Yeah, I guess that's it. Alex? Um, as we say to the people abroad, uh, philoxenia, you know, uh, great weather. I mean, I don't know, being polite, uh, being helpful to the people when uh, they need you, um, you know, and uh, giving back. Amazing. Uh, where can people learn more about what you guys are working on online? Give us some links, some ads. Okay, of course. So first of all, we are active on LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, now, okay, my full name is Eleftherios Laliotis, if you can spell or pronounce that. On uh, Twitter, I go by the handle Greek Dubliner. You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, and I'm almost always available for a chat. Like, you know, if you hit me up on any social platform, we can have a chat directly. Amazing. Alex? Great. And uh, you can also find me on uh, Twitter uh, or uh, LinkedIn. I go by Alex Sadamakis. Or Alexandro Sadamakis, I think both are available. And, um, you know, as Lev said, always available to chat and, you know, happy to talk to people with uh, the same or similar interests. Amazing. Um, all right. Awesome, guys. This has been fun. We kind of, we kind of covered everything in the crypto Web3 world. Uh, a couple minor things I didn't touch on, but we can save that for another conversation when uh, you guys are coming up with more uh, progress on your projects and such, but keep doing what you're doing. And um, at the end of the day, hopefully we, we all going to make it. So how it goes? Awesome. So this has been Lefteris Laliotis and Alex Adamakis on Greece Chats. Thank you guys for coming on. And uh, we'll talk to everyone again on the next episode. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Much. And keep doing the great things you do. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed it, learned something new, or were inspired, please share it with a friend. And don't forget to check out The Prosperity 
for all your real estate needs in Greece. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast.